You're going to meow, Podcast Network. I'm not evil. I'm just angelically challenged. Hey kids, this is your old friend Dolores Esme Richards Glickman. And I'm here today with an amazing offer that's not available in any store. Have you ever said, I want to be a famous singer? Me too. And since I live in Van Nuys and close to the music industry, I have been able to make all of my dreams come true. Now you're probably saying, but Dolores, I don't even know who you are. But that's just not true. You don't know who I am yet. (laughs) I have played every karaoke bar in the Los Angeles area. When I married my second husband, Morty Wiener, who was a urologist, (laughs) ironic, eh? I had all this time alone because, you know, he was always examining urethas and urethas, it was just a mess. So I started going to karaoke bars and the audiences loved me. Now, right now you're going, what does this have to do with anything, you old broad? Well, this old broad is not just ramajambling off at the mouth like a coke fiend at a strip bar. I'll tell you what this has to do with your dreams of becoming a star. I was so lonely and I had all of these dreams. So I went to every club till I learned the tricks to being a great singer. And now I have all these music industry connections. I mean, I saw Simon LeBron of Duran Duran buying a jar of cocktail onions one time at a liquor store in Pasadena. Freaking Pasadena, you guys. So you know I know the industry. Which is why for three easy payments in 1999 plus tax, you can own my four CD set, Dolores Sings, The Art of Karaoke. How to be a karaoke superstar in seven easy steps. All of my secrets are here. You wanna know how to get through the door? Well, sometimes you pay a cover, sometimes you don't. Some places have a drink minimum, some places don't. Some places won't let you sing if you're Yoko Ono, and that's a public service. Trust your old friend Dolores on that. But you don't know that, but you will. After you buy my four CD set, Dolores Sings, The Art of Karaoke, How to Be a Karaoke Superstar in Seven Easy Steps. So call now, 1-800-555-5423. Operators are standing by. Okay, I'm the operator, but I'm standing by. We take MasterCard, Visa, American Express, Diners Club, the routing number to your checking or savings account, but we don't take no discovery. My square reader can't read no discovery cards, so don't you call with one of those discovery cards. Seriously, I can't even. So call now. I have a million copies, but they're gonna go fast. (laughs) Just as fast as my lunch at the taco pickup truck in Rancho Cucamonda is going through me right now. Call now. This is Dolores. Have a great day. 
Hi, Angelique. How are you? I'm all right, Allison. How are you? Oh, uh, you know, <clears throat> kind of a rough week. My cat passed last week. Yeah, so. that fucking sucks. I'm totally so sorry. Totally sucks. Thank I'm sorry. You. Yeah. Um, but it did get me to thinking. We had, well, we went and had a nice country funeral for him. <laughs> yeah, cool. <laughs> you know, like a place where he can, his little ghost can sit and watch like baby squirrels and birds and like maybe kill them. The way he, it should be. Yeah, well, he was a house cat, so he could only dream about murder. Yeah, now he can murder freely. But it was a sweet funeral, which reminded me of all the sh- not-so-sweet funerals I've ever been to. Yeah, you, yeah. Like, you were telling me something like your birthday and funerals like are this weird thing. I've had two different funerals on two different birthdays. Really? Both when I was a child. Like, that would suck. Yeah, it did kind of suck. How old? Um, let's see. If I, sometimes my memory's foggy because I've had a long life. I believe one <laughs> of the times I was six, and another time I was about thirteen. Did you get a sheet cake? I didn't get anything. <laughs> I didn't get any. I got shit cake. <laughs> <laughs> I just I really remember the moment I was six because it was an uncle who shot themselves in the head, and during the reception, which was my birthday day. Um, another uncle who was there went ahead and said, come here, sweetie. And I sat on his lap and he went ahead and rubbed my back and whispered in my ear, would you like to shoot a gun while he touched my bottom? Wow. We all have that uncle, which is sad. It is. It is. And we're not really easing anyone to this show this time. We're getting right to the nitty gritty, aren't (laughs) we? You mean, you know, (laughs) sorry. Whoops. Sorry, guys. Pervert uncles, shotguns. Perverted uncles, funeral shotguns, you know. White trash. Typical. Well, you know. Yeah. We're both proud white trash, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Knuckles. Well, it kind of reminds me, like, I had a dead uncle, not a pervert uncle. You had a dead uncle? (laughs) Well, you know, like, once upon a time, I had an uncle, and he died. Um, And my grandma's one of those weird people who feels like anytime you have a funeral, like, it has to be open casket. Um, because you can't let go otherwise, right, which right. I, I disagree with. Yeah, absolutely. And my uncle was very flamboyant and gay and amazing. Um, and they gave him the worst porn stash whenever they were the embalmer, you know, like the funeral director. It was this horrible little like it made him look like your uncle, the perv. Mm-hmm. And um, he would have died. But of course, you know, and my mom was like, we should go get a razor and just like. <laughs> oh, no. and, but you can't really do that. Mm-hmm. And we had to explain that to my mom. Yeah. And she was very livid. So like, of course, she got drunk and I got drunk. I was like 15, but my mom was like not good with boundaries. Sure. So we snuck off like, you know, before the funeral and we got wasted. Me and my mom, my dad, <clears throat> My uh, horrible aunt that nobody likes anymore because she voted Trump. And we got wasted yeah, at like 10 a.m. Yeah. yeah so yeah. by Standard. noon when the funeral is like ready, we're wasted. Well, my grandma got the whole package through the funeral. And the singers that she got could not sing. It sounded like four f- frogs being like <laughs> strangled <laughs> as they started singing Amazing Grace. And of course, my uncle was like so like like Rocky Horror Picture Show, John Waters, and I, I was like, his ghost is totally laughing when his was ass this? off. About when like, was this? Like 1990, 91. Okay. Yeah, okay. Back then, about when I figured. Yeah. Yeah, and we're just we're all so suddenly we're all snickering, <laughs> and of course everyone sort of turns because our my family um, predominantly is like Pentecostal and yeah, Southern yeah, Baptist. Yeah, we don't laugh at funerals. Well, we can't even dance like in Footloose. Yeah, yeah. And so we were the outliers as is. Mm-hmm. And we're snickering because, and they did the whole song. And it's like, as they start getting into it, it's just like, 
oh my gosh, it was it was the worst. And I'm just like, he is sitting there watching us, like trying not to laugh, laughing at us. And I was just like, thanks. Thanks, Uncle Mike. <laughs> As they're like, oh, it was that bad. It was like opera meets country. It was the worst. Funerals really are fucking hilarious, you know, when they, you think about it. They can be. Like, yeah. well, you know, Americans are weird around death. We so. are weird around death. I mean, we have a whole market around death. Like, if you think about it. Well, we do, but it's also exclusively American. I read this um, Absolutely. book called The American Way of Death. And, like, everything we do at funerals, we only do in America. Yes. They don't embalm. They don't open casket. Mm-mm. It was all, like, by money money men who are like, how can we make m- money off of death? So they tell you, oh, this is how it's been done for years. It's like, yeah, no, you used to just burn the body and then throw the bones like under the church. Exactly. I like how you brought up as well the open casket is just because people can't let go. Yeah. I always kind of wondered, and that's that just really, that makes sense. Well, yeah, well, and my mom, like I said, was, but also my mom had a reason to hate open caskets. So I had, um, I have a couple siblings, but I had a baby sister like a year or two younger than me who passed from sudden infant death syndrome oh god like late 70s and um she was only like two months old um so they they did the embalming and she i mean she looked at that age like babies are just beautiful but they put her like in this really doily dress and um she looked like a little doll yeah. in the coffin, and it yeah. was a tiny coffin. Like, totally. That's creepy enough. I was, I was like two or three, and it was like, I didn't quite understand. Yeah, you're but, like, what do I think of this? But I knew it was odd. Yeah, and, it's not um, right. Yeah. So my mom was like trying to get me out of there because like my grandmother was like, well, you need closure. So my grandmother drags me there kind of against mom's wishes. And... um. So my mom's just hysterical. I'm there, and in the moment, like this little girl from another funeral wanders in, probably eight, maybe ten, and thinks my sister's a doll, and goes to the coffin. See, funerals are hilarious, right? And takes her out and starts trying to play with her, and then she tries to run off with her. And my mom, of course, sees it for fucking real. Seriously, yeah, yeah. She tried to steal my my dead sister's body and. I mean, she, that's probably like, she probably grew up to be Eileen Warnos or something. But, um, so my mom runs after her. And of course, kids are fast. So my mom tackles like this eight year old (laughs) and rips my sister. Oh my God. Like, I, I was so young that I don't clearly, but I have like the images. And I kind of remember laughing. Of course. Because I was, you know, of course. I was not right back You're then thinking, either. I should, I should be the same thing. And my mom, my mom ends up not only tackling this little, <laughs> this little bitch and um, the little eight-year-old bitch. <laughs> and then my mom just like backhands her and like not, she gets up and my Damn, mom backhands her and knocks. Hand, huh? And then her mom shows up and my mom is just like raging with like dead baby in her arm. Wow. Sorry for anyone who can't deal with the dead baby jokes. Uh, so just going on. Oh, it was... It was it was like one of those Southern Gothics. That's a huge memory. Yeah, it was, but it was kind of funny in no, a horrible totally. way. No, totally, it's hilarious. Like, it's hilarious. I would have been cracking up. You know, and people wonder why my sense of humor is demented, but <laughs> it's whatever. okay. It's okay. It's us. Yeah, we're, we're challenged. You know, that's it. And, yeah. Well, there's a reason we call the podcast what we do. Yes. So. Yes. And, and our viewers, our listeners, are learning real quick, aren't they? We're not easing them into this at all. Well, why? I mean, it's up to them to buy their own KY. That's it. So.
Now, the weather. Hi, this is Stacy Dash, and I'm here to tell you your weather report. But first, I've got to talk about something. I'm tired of all these neggy Nellies snowflaking over the Puerto Rico disaster. It's time to trust in the Lord. As if. I, I mean, amen. Excuse me. Yes, trust in Jesus and look at the situation in that country and others like it as an opportunity. Uh, but Stacey, you know, Puerto Rico is like part of the U.S. Okay, Neginelli's once again. Anyway, a positive opportunity, not just for Puerto Ricans, but the brave and strong developers and investors who have been changing the socio-economic landscape of the U.S. and making it shine again. Think of the luxury and affordable condo development potential. Of course, the Dems will be furthering their war on our hardworking 1% when they, of course, disagree, which they will. But with the right attitude, this country and Puerto Rico can weather any storm. Bless. This has been the Stacy Dash Weather Report. All right, so uh, we had a few preferred listeners listen to our pilot episode, um, which will be released by the time you listen to this, but isn't out yet. Um, and we had them get back to us with questions. Um, if you have questions about stories in today's episode, um, by the time this airs, we'll have our Facebook and Twitter set up so you can send us those. Um, so if you want advice, or you have a story to share, or a clarifying question about a story we've told, let us know. Um, if it's hate mail, just send it to the president. <laughs> yeah. All right, so let's see. Question number one is from Muriel L. of Salinas, California, and oh, she wow. writes in and asks, Angelique, Uh um, who is better at sex, your ex or his best friend? Oh, um, the ex. I know that's not the answer you wanted. The ex. (laughs) The best friend guy, actually, I had to stop talking to him at one point because we were doing some kind of BDSM stuff and he actually hit me. Like, actually hit me. Uh, that's not cool. That's not cool at all. So, yeah. Unfortunately, it's one of those stories where I'm like, the ex still fucking won. That's why we had the fight and fuck. That's why it works. <laughs> so, Muriel, not sure which direction you were hoping that went in, but there you go. Yep, I'm sorry to say, the X won. Motherfucker. Well, you know, they usually do. I know, they do. All right, um, our next question is for me. Um, a Mr. Richard Fader from Fort Lynn, New Jersey, writes in and says, Dear Angelique and Allison, Uh-oh. does the chicken bomb have to be a chicken? Could I use a turkey or maybe a big <laughs> ham? <laughs> Oh, I'll take this one, of course. So, Mr. Fader, while you could use a turkey, it's going to cost a lot more. And you need to find a giant jar or a small turkey. Plus, whole turkeys always come frozen because they're so seasonal. So, you would have to buy it and spend too much money, let it thaw in your sink over a few days, which increases the chance of someone seeing it and putting the dots together that you're the turkey bomber. When you can get a full raw chicken already thawed and have your entire chicken bomb ready to go in less than 20 minutes, 10 tops if you're quick, um, and it's ready to go. Now, as for a ham, it's not going to have the same science as the chicken due to the lack of bones and fat and juices. Just eat the goddamn ham, save the turkey for Thanksgiving, and do a cheap-ass chicken like the goddess of revenge directed. Chicken's always on sale, homie. Always. All right, and we have question three. This one is political-ish. Samantha C. of Portland, Oregon writes in and asks, 
How do you deal with male friends, she puts quotes around it, who claim they want to be better allies and ask about our experiences, but then interrupt and correct your experiences to fit their narrative? I tell them, number one, I'm never going to fuck them. Number two, I prefer my men quiet. (laughs) Well, I don't know how to follow that other than ditto. Um, Also, it helps, Samantha, and just words up. Um, Just look at them really long and hard and then do a like, and then shake your head and then get on your phone and pretend to call a friend and then have a really loud, obnoxious conversation about men who can't ever have sex because they suck. Yeah. And then give them like a fake number to like movie phone or whatever. Yeah. There you go. You can still do that. Even though they text you and realize it's the bad number in this day and age, you still give them the bad number because then when they realize it, you're looking at them and you can just like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now you got it, buddy. Yeah. And those uh, are good questions. Those are pretty good yeah, questions. really yeah. entertaining. Thanks. I kind of want more now. Come on, guys. Yep. Send us your questions. Please. We're here to talk. About you. Email questions at angelicallychallenged at com, And that's Y-O-U-G-O-N-N-A-M-E-O-W.com. And now, the Angelique Joke of the Week. Hey, this is Angelique of the show Angelically Challenged. Um, I'm going to start a segment called Angelique's Joke of the Week. The first comedian I'd like to feature is a Portland, Oregon comedian named Nathan Hart. Love the guy. He's great. Um, he is a writer for the Hard Times magazine. Technology is like a dangerous thing. Like, I've been spending way too much time on Facebook lately, and I'm not doing anything good with it. I'm just on Facebook to find out what bad shit has been happening to my friends since high school. I don't want to hear good news on Facebook. I don't want to hear about how you just got a new job, or you just graduated college, or you're really happy you just had a baby. I want to hear about how you just dropped out, got fired, and you're really sad you just had a baby. I'm not on Facebook to find out my ex is fucking a doctor. I'm on Facebook to find out my ex is fucking a DJ that calls himself the doctor. I've been Nathan Hart. You've been lovely. Have a good night. So I'm going to take a minute to talk about some things that have been on my mind. These, you know, somewhat political feelings. Do it. we totally political checks, y'all. Women's rights based. Basically, the nutty evangelicals have been at it again. In the infamous underground words of the punk band The Crucifix, these Christians aren't about to give up. Nope. Conservative have pa- conservatives have passed a bill, SESTA-FOSTA, in a narrow-minded, very poorly thought-out attempt to thwart sex trafficking. Instead, of course, of fighting actual sex trafficking and sex slavery, what these fucking nut jobs have done is put consensual adult sec- sex workers in danger. Their main focus was allegedly to fight child sex trafficking, but of course they screw it up, and people with consent-based careers have been put in physical and financial danger. Not acceptable, Not guys. acceptable at all. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing that I'm always thinking. If conservatives really want to fight child sex trafficking and pedophilia, maybe just maybe they should stop fucking the kids senators in alabama especially for you yeah i'm talking to you roy moore nathan larson ted nugent probably pizza hut but they won't listen to us because we're not old enough yeah guys maybe stop getting caught fucking the kids you've been listening to you're gonna meow podcast network you gonna meow meow